0: yesterday for he is in this place whatever you come expecting God to do today let me tell you he is here and he is more than able if you are at the end of your rope let me tell you today tie a knot and hang on because God is gonna meet every need that's represented here today amen
1: Can we go ahead and get everybody to stand up and give the Lord a big old hand clap, letting him know that we are happy to be in the house of the Lord today. As well, we want to welcome our online audience. And we ask that the same presence of God that is in this sanctuary today would permeate through those airwaves and would touch you in your home. We are believing for healings. We are believing for salvations. Lord, we thank you today, Father. We are grateful today to be in your house, almighty God. And Lord, we are thankful that you said No weapon formed against us, no physical, no mental, no spiritual weapon formed against us is allowed to prosper. And Lord, we are grateful, and we say hallelujah.
2: Come on and give Jesus the
1: praise. He's worthy.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Come on, lift him up. He's worthy. faithfulness wonderful. I said, isn't his faithfulness wonderful? How many knows today? He's a good, good father. Well, wow, what powerful worship. Can we just thank the worship team here? Come on, what a, and the choir, what a musicians, what a m- great job they do. So, it's the first Sunday of the month, and you should have been given some communion elements as you came in today and if you'll just remain standing we want to receive the communion you know one of the things through the years we kind of make things rituals but the apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10 and 11 shared the process and the power that's released in receiving the communion in fact 1 Corinthians 10 said, For the cup of blessing that we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And then the bread that we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? We're all over this room right now. There's many of us. But through the communion, we become because of the bread, one body. For we all partake of that one bread, which is Christ. I want you to get the bread out. As we prayed yesterday and the presence of the Lord filled this room, we declared that there would be wonders, there would be signs, there would be miracles, the word of the Lord would come forth and, the, and we would hear the voice of our Father. The Apostle Paul said, I received what I'm getting ready to tell you directly from the Lord. He said on the night that the Lord was betrayed, he took bread. I want you to hold that in your hand right now. Said he took it. There's a process here. He took the bread, He blessed the bread. Then he broke the bread. And then he gave the bread. I want to say to all of us that that's the process that God uses us. He takes us. He blesses us. And then he breaks us so that he can give us. So Lord, even as your body was broken for us, That through your broken body, we might be made whole. So today, Jesus, we lift this piece of broken bread. We bless it, and we thank you now for our healing and our health. In Jesus' name, receive the bread. Then it said, wait a minute. We can't rush past that. in that broken body. Healing's released in this room right now. Come on. Healing's released in this room right now. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. As I was praying over this, I heard heard inside of me that there's someone going to be in this room today that has liver problems that the Lord's going to heal. You're in this room, and I know you are, reach out right now and receive your healing. I said, reach out right now and receive your healing. That bread is broken for your healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank, can we just thank him right now for our healing? Come on, can we thank him? Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for healing. And one step further, thank you, Lord, for health that's greater than healing. In Jesus name now take the cup I love this said so he took the cup he blessed the cup and here's what he said he said this cup is the new covenant in my blood that I am giving for you for the remission of sin the forgiveness of sin and he said take this cup and drink it will you do that And now, Father, we thank you that you gave your Son, that he gave his body and gave his blood to redeem us. Lord, redeem us, body, soul, and spirit. And we receive that through this holy communion in Jesus' name. And come on, everybody, can you lift your voice and give him glory? Come on, all across this room all across this room come on give him praise like he's worthy praise and glory like he's worthy he
3: laid it down to lift us up man that was powerful there's nothing quite like the the communion and the body of christ uh we have a, a couple announcements today uh you can be seated We have an info desk right out this way. And so if you have any questions uh, about any of the announcements that we make or any upcoming events uh, that you need more information on or or any other questions that you're maybe not sure who to connect with that would be able to answer that, uh, if you'll head right out to that information desk after service and they'll be able to answer your questions. Uh, we also have a back-to-school bash coming up on August 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. Uh, and that's 4K th- through fifth grade. Uh, and we'll have games and bouncy houses and, and food and all kinds of amazing stuff. And it's completely free, so I hope that you'll bring your kids out and, and come and, and join us. Uh, we also have our next youth event on Saturday, August 27th. So the uh, the kids event is, is that day and our youth event is that night, uh, and it's from 5 to 7.30, and it'll be the first night that our youth band leads us in worship, so I'm very excited. Uh, We had practice last night, and and they blew it out of the water, and so it's only gonna get better. but as always, it's at the old building and food will be provided. We also have a youth section starting this Sunday, and it's right back there. So I'm very excited. All our you sit together. And so if you're 6th to 12th grade, uh, we would love to have you join us right back that way. Youth, raise your hand so everybody can see where our section is. Perfect. Uh, and so uh, I'm just so excited for what God is doing in our youth group, but in our church uh, a, a, as a whole. It just it keeps increasing, and as soon as you think, wow, this is this is the best, and then it just keeps going one step farther. And I'm excited to see what, what God has in store for us next. If you want to stand to your feet, we're going to turn our hearts to giving uh, this afternoon. We'll say our offering declaration together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me, because God God loves to see me prosper. I am believing Him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Hallelujah. Uh, ushers, you may serve the people.
4: Hello, Regeneration Nashville. Hello, Regeneration Nashville. Oh, I'm so excited that you are here. Man, the Holy Ghost is in the house. Wait one second. The Holy Ghost is in the house today to do signs, woo, to do signs, wonders, and miracles today. Did you come expecting and believing for a miracle in your life? I did. So I'm so excited about this coming week is our Elagico conference. How many in the room are going to Elagico? Yeah. I'm so excited about it. I am just ready. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Even as pastors sometimes, you just need to hear from God. And so I'm just excited about our uh, prophets that will be with us on Friday night. I'm excited about Brother Kevin Jeff- Jessup on Thursday night. Uh, brother, uh, oh, man, I've started calling names. <laughs> Help me, huh? Jim Cimbala, Friday morning, and, uh, and what? Pastor Harry and Pastor Kent. We're going to have a great time. So I can't wait, and, and Jane Hammond and dessert bar. What could be better? I'm excited. So i got something else i got to tell you, too. You're going to love this, okay? But you can't register. Can't register yet. Registration hasn't opened. It opens next week after Elijah Co. So, strap in. So, October the 19th is our fall conference. Uh, it begins on a Wednesday night. We have Brother Jonathan Kahn on Wednesday night. On Thursday night, we have Pastor Kent Christmas. Up. Yeah. On Friday night, we have Brother Hank Kooneman, Pastor Kent, and Robin Bullock all on the same stage. Then Saturday morning, Brother Robin Bullock is bringing his whole band, and he's going to minister the whole service. It is going to be powerful. I can't wait. So I'm telling you this now because you're my, you're my tribe. You're my folk, okay? So I'm, I'm going to give you first, first warning. Next week, the registration opens, and it is free. But you have to sign up quickly because seats will go fast. So I want you to be able to be here, be present. Uh, we've got lots of folks coming to uh, serve and, and be in the prayer line, and I mean, pray in the altar. So we're excited about our fall conference, Fresh Fire Fall. How many of you believe the fresh fire is going to (laughs) fall? I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. I love it. So, uh, okay, so I want to find out where everybody is from. Uh, So I met some folks, if my memory serves me, from Connecticut. Stand up, Connecticut, and let us welcome Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming to Nashville. Anybody else from Connecticut in the room? Okay, so then I met Oregon. Where is Oregon? There's Oregon. Welcome to Nashville. So glad that you are here. And I met some folks from South Carolina. Where are our South Carolina? Welcome. So glad that you are here. Uh, okay, so now, now help me. Indiana, <laughs> thank you. Stand up, Indiana, let us welcome you. Glad you're here. So I met a lady from, that is here from France. Where is France? Where, there she is, Agnes. Welcome to Nashville. We're honored and blessed to have you here. Anybody else, where are you from today? Australia? Stand up, Australia welcome to nashville we're so glad you're here i hear it's winter over there is that right yeah you came over here to warm up a little bit here in nashville welcome to nashville who else did i hear texas stand up texas we're happy you're here welcome okay who else illinois stand up illinois let us welcome you we're glad you're here sullivan illinois so oklahoma stand up we're glad you're here where are you welcome that's a long ways oklahoma so who else florida stand up florida let us welcome florida all over the room yeah floridians we're happy you're here Maryland, stand up, Maryland. Let us welcome Maryland. Wow, do y'all know each other? No, you don't know each other. Well, you need to meet. Y'all are from the same place. Huh? Missouri? Is that what you said? What am I missing? Missouri, show me, stand up. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Nashville. What is it? Big Sandy, Tennessee. Well, we're just happy as a lark to have you. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Anybody else? Kansas, do you click your heels and you find yourself at home? Stand up, Kansas. We're glad you're here. Y'all were over there. You moved. Well, I'm glad. We're Montana welcome Montana we're glad you did I hear Colorado Colorado stand up we're happy you're here welcome to Nashville some good old humidity over here yes sir Ohio stand Ohio let us welcome Ohio I heard somebody over here Bahamas, wow. Stand up and let us welcome you. We're so happy you're here. Welcome to Nashville. Arizona, stand up Arizona, let us welcome you. So happy you're here. Anybody else? Mississippi. Mississippi, and happy about it. Yeah, we're glad you're here anybody else huh Georgia stand up Georgia let us welcome you how about all my Kentucky folk where's Kentucky stand up Kentucky we love you yeah you're our next-door neighbor we're happy you're here all right who else Alabama stand up Alabama we're happy all of Alabama folks stand Yeah, i got some Washington folk right here. Stand up, Washington. Let us welcome you. We're happy you're here. Yeah. I love this lady. Anybody else? South Carolina. Carolina. Stand up, South Carolina. We're so happy that you are here. Well, about 34 years ago, I gave birth to a beautiful blonde haired blue eyed little girl and the first note out of her mouth was awful it was awful but this little lady even as her mother she has blown me away with her pursuit for the presence of God and the anointing on her life. I honor you, my darling. Come, why don't you give Jasmine a good welcome as she comes to sing. (laughs) Your love.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be a part of our family. I love you. I wrote this song called God is in this place. I hope you'll worship with me. God. oh his pooh Jesus, give him a hand clap of praise, hallelujah.
5: Amen. Well, the anointing has its own sound, doesn't it? Just, I don't know, it's soothing to the soul. entered a time of the year that all of our college students are going back to school. All of our high schoolers are going back and our children. And there's such uh, hell is after the seed of God. And that's our kids. And whether we realize it or not, this has been a well-thought-out plan that started all the way back in the 60s the day that prayer was taken out of the schools. The enemy uh, wrought a great victory that day when he removed prayer from the schools because he knew that that generation, he couldn't stop them from praying. But if he could take prayer out of the schools, he could raise up a generation that was not familiar with prayer. And so now we have a generation that is a little bit lost uh, our kids now in kindergarten are being taught sexual identity confusion. The they're not cartoons anymore; they are horror films that are emanated. and we are our children are just being inundated. So I want all of our kids.
4: We have our youth ahead. section here, too. Our youth, are our here. college
5: yes. students, mm-hmm. our high school kids. If you would stand. Amen. And uh, I want you to help me. Thank you, we need to release an anointing today in the atmosphere. Not just over the children that are in this building, but the children of the church. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of the Lord. Now, God, we cancel these assignments that have been sent by government. And God, evil professors and teachers... In the name of Jesus, Shia, bo, 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 Sunday. hallelujah. God, we declare that there is a reversal. Lord, even as Haman, his antics were reversed, God, so reverse this thing over our kids. And God, we ask that revival begin to be loosed, hallelujah, in the secular realms of education. Now, God, over the young people, over the college students, the young adults that are part of this church, we, God, loose angels, around you in the name of the Lord, that divine protection be upon you by the power of the Holy Ghost. God, we loose the angels of the Lord around our children in the name of Jesus that no weapon can be formed against them, God. Lord, set a barrier around their minds that when the lies are released from the pulpits of our schools, they will not penetrate the hearts of our children. But, oh, God, that our kids would say that's not right. Hallelujah. Now, God, I lose a spirit of boldness upon our young men and women uh, that they would have the power of the Holy Ghost to stand up in the spirit and say, that's not what the Bible says. Uh, Now, God, we release the baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, upon our young men, upon our babies, uh, upon our young adults. Uh, Authority and boldness and revelation be released by the power of God uh, that the enemy will not take our seed, uh, but God, we declare that our children uh, will take back uh, our nation. Lord Jesus, by your word, by your power, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: Why don't you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
2: Bible study for
4: women is canceled this
5: Tuesday. Bible study for women is canceled this this coming Tuesday. Um, when you study history and when the miraculous really begin to take place, it was always preceded by prayer. It says that when Peter was in prison, getting ready to have his head taken off by Herod, it said the church prayed and God did something supernatural. I saw something yesterday that I told the Lord as I was praying, I said, if you'd have shown me this 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to believe it. We had 333 people show up on Saturday morning for prayer. And I want to honor this church. I want to salute you. This is amazing. A praying church cannot be stopped. And this church loves prayer. And I mean you people know how to pray. It's not just me and my wife praying out loud, but you're walking all over. You're praying. You're calling on the name of the Lord. And God is doing amazing things. And so I want to encourage you. Keep this up because we are creating an atmosphere for the supernatural by the Spirit of God. I'm going to read a few portions of verses today. We're going to start off in the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 22, and I want to start with verse 1. Then David said, this is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of the burnt offering for Israel. And David commanded together, or together, The strangers that were in the land of Israel, and he set masons to hew, wrought stones to build a house of God. He prepared iron in abundance for the nails and for the doors of the gates, and for the joinings and brass in abundance without weight. Also cedar trees in abundance, for the Zazonians and they of Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. And David said, Solomon, my son, is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, of fame, of glory throughout all countries. I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Then he called for Solomon, his son, and charged him to build a house for the Lord God." Uh, And then I want to go down to verse 14, "'Now behold, in my trouble I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold.'" Just to give you a little perspective, one talent of gold was $438,000, one, he gave a hundred thousand talents. If you figure it out, it's in the billions in our money. A hundred thousand talents of gold, a thousand talents of silver and of brass and iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared that thou mayest add thereto. Moreover, there are workers with thee in abundance, hewers, workers of stone and timber, all manner of cunning men for every manner of work, of gold, the silver, the brass, the iron, there is no number. Arise, therefore, and be doing, and the Lord be with thee. Now, we're going to switch over to 1 Chronicles chapter 26, because there's just a tremendous principle here. I want to read one verse. Out verse 27, out of the spoils won in battle, did they dedicate to maintain the house of the Lord? This verse opens up a tremendous profound truth that God wants you and I to understand about battle. There are some spoils, in fact, all spoils, can never be gathered or won without there first being a battle. And many people today can't figure out why they don't have anything. It's because the church avoids conflict a lot of the laws would not have been passed in our nation if the church would have been willing to go to war. And so, the Scripture here begins to teach us, he said, they were won in battle, and they were dedicated or they were designated to maintain the house of the Lord. As long as you and I are going to live, there will never be a cease to spiritual conflict in our life. If you are striving to be pleasing to God, there will always be a conflict, a spiritual conflict in your life. Why? It's not that God rejoices to watch us in battle. It's that he wants us, hallelujah, to be given spoils that we can maintain the house of the Lord. And we'll take that a little bit farther in a minute. But this is is what spoils means. It's plunder. It's, It's loot. It's the booty of war. It is the purpose of God. And so we find this principle all the way back in, I think it's the 14th chapter of Genesis when we begin to find out about spoils and how they are dedicated to maintain the house of the Lord. The Bible says that Lot is living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Hebrews says this, he was a righteous man whose soul was vexed day by day by where he lived. I've never figured out why he wouldn't leave, but he stayed. One day the word comes to the great patriarch of faith named Abraham and they told him, they said, nine kings formed a coalition and they went in and they raided amongst other cities. They raided Sodom and Gomorrah and your son Lot or your son-in-law Lot has been captured, your, your, your nephew. When Abraham hears this, the Bible says that he arms 318 of his servants in his own house. You talk about faith. He decides to go to war with 318 men against nine different kings that have already desolated several entire cities. But when you have God on your side and faith in your spirit, you no longer look to the eyes of the natural. You look to the eyes of God. And with God, all things are possible. God always does his best work with the little numbers, the little people, the despised, the weak things of the world. And, all oh, everything the enemy says won't work. God will always raise up a... David and Abraham, hallelujah, Samson, uh, uh, Jephah, and he will loose the power of the Holy Ghost through them. Uh, God will raise, he's raising some of you up right now by the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, and out of your bellies beginning to flow rivers of, of living water. So you look at this picture and here Abraham comes and his his only relative that's around him has now been captured and Lot is the only righteous man in Sodom and Gomorrah. You can just hear the devil tell Abraham, see this is what happens when righteousness tries to get inside of my camp. I'll capture them and they won't be able to have any effect. But here comes Abraham, and the Bible said he went down and met them in the slime pits. And when he met them in the slime pits, he defeated them. And the Bible says that Abraham took back everything That these nine kings had stolen everything. There wasn't anything left. He took every child, every woman, every bit of loot, every bit of booty. He brought it all back. Hallelujah. And here he comes now. And he is walking in great victory. He is uh, riding on the side of of great triumphal possession. He's got wagon loads. He went in with just the army, but he comes back. He's got wagon loads. He's got all kinds of animals. He's got all kinds of apparel. He's got all kinds of gold. He's got all kinds of silver and precious stones. And here he comes. And on the way back, the Bible says that he met Melchizedek, priest of the Most High God. So here he's got all this spoil. Where did he get it? He got it from the enemy that was going to defeat him that said, I can take a righteous man and shut him down and there's nothing you can do about it. Abraham said, said, "Uh uh-uh. He said faith will always triumph over fear. And there's Lot standing over there and there's all these oxen with wagons loaded up. And he comes around the corner and he looks face to face and there's Melchizedek who has no beginning and no ending made like a priest to the Son of God. And there's this aura about him. And Abraham hand gets close to him. Up. He says, oh, i got to give tithe. He said, that's a priest, so he's over the house of God. So he said, I've got to give a tenth of the spoils to maintain the house of the Lord. And Melchizedek blessed Abraham And then Abraham, now think about this. He was tithing from the enemy's money, it wasn't coming out of his own pocket. He had already learned how to walk by faith and God just looked at him and he so blessed him with the abundance of the spoils of warfare that Abraham says, I'm going to give back a tenth to maintain the house of the Lord. God does not want you and a lot of believers don't understand this, God does not want you to come out of spiritual battle just maintaining what you went in with. You should never never come out of conflict the same way that you went in. God will allow the enemy to accost you Because God wants to add to your life. And he wants you to have spoil. But you can't have spoil without conflict. This is why Paul said, We are more than conquerors. We don't just win the fight and go home and go, Well, I held on to what I've got. No, we're more than conquerors. We come out of the battle with the spoil of what the enemy had. We now have by the power of the Lord. Did not God say, I'll give you houses you did not build, vineyards you did not plant, I'll give you rivers, hallelujah, I'll give you a land that floors with milk and honey? Cannot tell. This battle that we've been in for the last two years, we are not coming out of this the same way we went in, but there is going to be a reversal and a release of the spoils of the enemy. back to the church. I can promise you this. There will be a day when hell will say we made a mistake. We should have left them alone. So, David is old, and it has been his desire to build God a house. He fully intended to build God a house. He has been accumulating materials for years, stockpiles, you know, there are big granite stones, and there's big cedar timber beams, and there's jewels, and there's special materials that are beautiful to look at, and, and people would look at it, and he'd say, this is, this is so when I build a house of the Lord, and then one day God comes to him, and he says, you can't build me a house. He said, because you have bloody hands. You've, you've, had, you've shed too much blood. He said, so I'm going to let your son build me a house. But we, when we think about Solomon building the temple, we think that he was responsible for Not really. David gave him the plans, gave him the workers, gave him all of the material, gave him all the gold, all the silver, everything that Solomon needed, David gave to him. So he made the preparation All Solomon had to do was put together what David had already produced. And so, David, he sets in place, he puts in, uh, he sets up the offices for the orchestration and the running of, of the temple. He sets up priest offices. He sets up the offices of singers and musicians and craftsmen, and stone cutters, and engravers. He put them all in place. Then he told Solomon, he said, everything is in place. This is the order of the house. Then he told all of his headmen. he said, now, he said, all of those wars that we've been fighting for years, he said, the spoils, in fact, I don't know if I have it here or not, but I think it's in Samuel. I don't have it written down, but um, it's in Samuel, it says that out of one battle it said, and this was David's spoil. Out of every battle that David would fight, he would bring in spoil. And so when it got time to build the house of the Lord, David had accumulated all of this wealth and this abundance, and he said, this is to build the house. But then he said, now, he said, I'm going to give out of my personal spoil abundance, not to build the house, but to maintain the house, that when decay comes in and wear comes in, The spoils that I won in battle will maintain the house of the Lord. And so this is the principle. And and as I was studying this, it really hit me prophetically. I I, I began to see something in the spirit where we are prophetically as a church. Because you've heard me say this, that this last harvest will not be in lockdown. It's gonna be in blessing and it's gonna be in freedom. So, Saul of uh, David, the Lord said, You can't build me a house because you've been too much about warfare. He said, Now, the spoils that you've won that you'll give to Solomon, he will use those. As the years went by and the timber got old or something began to wear out, he would reach into David's spoils. And he would repair the house so it stayed in pristine condition. But he said, I'm going to let your son build the house. He said, because your son doesn't have blood on his hands. He said, he doesn't know about war. He said, what you've done is brought in an era of peace that my house cannot be built. And the Bible said, in Solomon's reign, every nation around him was at peace. This hour that we're in, we have been a David generation, but we are passing the baton to a Solomon generation that is going to bring in the last great harvest because our wars are going to create peace. In this nation for the harvest to come in. And this is not a David generation, this is a Solomon generation that will cause the enemies, hallelujah, of the church for a season to be at peace with the house of God that we can see God's house built up as a holy habitation in the spirit realm for the kingdom of the Lord. And all of you and what you and I have done, a lot of what we've wore, we didn't realize, God, what is going on? The Lord says, you have been preparing for something that is going to be transferred to another generation, hallelujah, by the power of the Holy Ghost. And I, I don't know exactly how God is going to do this transference, but I can tell you this, there is a release of the Spirit of the Lord. And so, David, in fact, this is what the word maintain means that all of this was given or dedicated to maintain the house of the Lord. It means to repair, to strengthen, to correct any decay, to maintain in its pristine condition. This principle is displayed throughout the scriptures that God uses the spoil of the conflict that you and I go through to maintain us as strong believers in the kingdom of the Lord. And when you go back to the scripture, the other time that you find this, the Bible says that Ziglag was a city that was given to him by the prince or the king of Gath. While David is out in battle Ziglag is raided by the enemy. The Bible says they went in, they took everything David had. They took all of the cattle, and then the Scripture says they took the children and the women. And I want to touch on something here to give you some understanding. All through the Scriptures, the enemy has tried to pollute the DNA of the bloodline of Christ to stop Jesus from ever being born. This is why when you read the story of Noah, it wasn't that he was so spiritual, but when you read it it'll say that he was without blemish and spot which simply, it's the same word that's used as sacrificial system animals. What they were saying was, you remember the, the sons of God, fallen angels would come down to the daughters of men. And at that time, almost every single person on the earth had a polluted bloodline that was mixed with a demonic DNA. Jesus Christ could not come through that. Noah was the only one left, him and his sons. So God spares him, wipes out the entire earth, even Babies and starts over. Now, down through time, you will find that the enemy is always trying to stop the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Did not Jesus say that he would come of the seed of David? When they raided Ziglag, they took the women because if they take the women, then David's seed cannot be replicated, and it stops the bloodline of Jesus Christ. So David, hallelujah, he comes back to the city of Ziglag. It's absolutely decimated. His own men want to stone him, but David knew, I'm not in sin. This didn't happen to me because I'm out of the will of God. Somewhere God wants to give me some spoil, and the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he said, I'm going to war. Those of you who want to go with me, come on. And the Bible said that David went down, went to battle, and it says, And David recovered all. Not just what was in Sodom and Gomorrah, but all of the other cities that they had already raided the enemy. David took theirs. So here he comes back to Ziglag. He's got wagon loads of spoil. He's got gold, silver, precious stones, animals, everything. And you know what? When he came back, they perceived him different now than when he left. Spoil will always make people look at you different. I would like to think that what I'm looking at today is spoil. I always told my wife, I said for years, you know, we, we weren't successful in the sense as far as people were concerned. I knew it was in the will of God, but I had nothing in the natural. We didn't ever we didn't own a building, we didn't have a big church, nothing like that. And people perceive you different. They human beings like success. It's just in their nature when we broke through in the spirit realm and God put spoil in the house, we're perceived different. I don't know how to explain it, but I can tell you this, that conflicts will put you in a place that the spoil that God gives you will not replace him. You got to learn to live in poverty and God be enough before you can live in abundance and God still be enough. And so David comes back, he recovers the women. This is what's happening right now on the earth, and you can call it conspiracy or whatever you want, but I'm telling you, the enemy is still trying to alter the DNA of human beings. And it's been scientifically proven that the Supreme Court just ruled, it wasn't in major news, but they just ruled that the vaccine cannot be labeled as a vaccine because it alters the genetic DNA of human beings. It's an age-old, ancient task of the enemy to alter the DNA. That's why you're having all this sexual confusion. Everything is so confused in America. They're trying to make everything non-gender. But can I tell you, we are the body of Christ. We are the wife of Christ. And when Jesus Christ comes back, he said, I'm coming for a church without spot. Wrinkle, DNA, alteration, or blemish. Hallelujah. We will still be filled with the pureness of the Lord Jesus Christ. When David came back, hallelujah, he brought back all their wives, all of their children. He brought back the spoil, and he looked at them. He said, now I'm going to send spoil to all of the cities that didn't want me. He began to send it out to Judah, and he sent it out to Hebron. Hebron became the first city to embrace David as king. Why? Because they perceived him different when he came back with spoil. Could it be that one of the reasons this generation doesn't want to come to church is they don't see any spoil in the house. Hallelujah. This is why God is releasing the supernatural in the spirit of the Lord. Um, I want to shift a little bit here now because you could, this concept that this is what Job's comforters had the concept, that because of what happened to him, He was in sin. He wasn't in sin. He was going to have spoil. And after most theologians believe this happened over a period of just a few months, that God rendered back to him double what he had lost. And when you read those 42 chapters of Job, you're reading conflict. You're reading about Job is struggling. God, what's going on? But he always says this. He said, I will always praise the Lord. He says, I know my Redeemer liveth. And he said, one day I shall behold him. And the Bible says he did not, he retained his integrity and he did not indict God. Yes, there were moments of confusion, but all of us would be that way if we'd have had what he had in loss. And so... Conflict, I think, is more a blessing of the Lord than it is an attack of the enemy. Because I have found that God will use the devil to bless you. What the enemy intended for evil, God intends for good. So, if we come to the New Testament... What is the house of the Lord? It's me and you. We are the habitation of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6.16, I think it's in 2 Corinthians, another one that says all this, that we are a holy habitation building up unto a house of the Lord. You and I are the house of God. So there are seasons where you and I are going to have conflicts because God wants to give you spoil to maintain the house, that when something happens to you in the future, you have spoil to be in able to deal with what the enemy is doing to you. That's why when you had one little sickness and you had faith and God healed you, that when another big worm comes along, you got spoiled of triumphal healing that says, "Uh uh-uh, you can't touch me. I've got a battle on me that says I've already come out of this triumphant in the Holy Ghost. So David understood this principle. God has promised whatever the battle is, he will give you victory and spoil. And the reason that you and I go through what we go through is so that you and I can maintain the house of the Lord. Conflicts are necessary to maintaining the holy temple. They guard against breakdowns. Think about it. You would not be who you are today if you did not have some battles that you've already gone through. You are who you are today because of the spoil that you have right now from battles that you've gone through. We didn't come through these battles and come out the same way we came in, but we came out, hallelujah, loaded with faith, loaded with authority, loaded with power, loaded with victory. That's why we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who has saved us, delivered us by the power of God. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. It can be cancer. It can be divorce. It can be the loss of a loved one. But can I tell you, you will come out of this stronger than when you went into it. You have to have it to keep the house from decay. It's the principle of the Lord. It is the spoils that David said will maintain preserve the house of the lord i look at so many of you and i know your stories you know my story but we are victory today yeah. hallelujah we have come out of the battles with spoil one the greatest story of spoil ever told is jesus At the cross. If Jesus had never went to the cross, hell would have never been invaded. And he would just be another story of a good man, a Buddha or Muhammad or Confucius. But today, Jesus, hallelujah, is the greatest name in the earth. With all of the hatred of the Bible, it's still the most produced and the number one selling book of all time. Christianity is still the most rapid growing religion or faith in the world. Christianity survives persecution. Christianity doesn't need microphones. It doesn't need beautiful buildings. Uh, Christianity can be quiet in an underground church in China, but full of the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, While communism rules on the outward, a hundred million Chinese uh, are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost in an underground church. Uh, While they're beheading the disciples, uh, they're saying, I am not worthy to be hung like Jesus. Hang me up. Upside down now, Christianity cannot be stopped. Why? Because it is loaded with spoils. <clears throat> the Bible says it's about Jesus having spoiled principalities and powers. He made a show of them openly. The Bible says that everything that has been spoken in secret is going to be shouted from the housetops, and that which has been hidden is going to be uncovered. So here comes Jesus, this lowly carpenter, who really ends, it looks like, in failure. He only has a few ragtag followers. 11 of his disciples have scattered, and one of them is responsible for him right then being on trial. He is being hung as a common criminal. He is humiliated, the Bible says in Isaiah. They stripped him naked. This godly righteous man is hanging naked on a cross. He is a bloody spectacle. But in that conflict... The Bible said that Jesus descended into the lower parts of the earth. Why? Because he was headed into conflict. Why? Because there was spoil in hell that belonged to Jesus called Old Testament saints and Jesus descended into the Lord parts of the earth went in while the devil watched kicked open the gates of hell looked at his Old Testament saints called them spoiled and said come with me and while the enemy watched, Jesus spoiled hell and they walked up out of the earth and stayed in Jerusalem for two days and then went back up into glory by the power of God Jesus spoiled the enemy if my Jesus can knock that kind of triumph with that kind of problem, how much more are you and I going to change the enemy's life? Spoiled there means to strip off for one's own advantage. Jesus built the church. Because he is of the seed of David. He supplied it. But we have to maintain it. Psalm 68 says, The Lord daily loadeth us with benefits. And Galatians 4 8 says that God gave us gifts. Battles make us grow so we can increase. Don't let the devil. Take the fight out of you because the moment that you do, you will cease to have spoil. Think about your personal walk with God as a natural building. And you could take your best friend with you and say, See that up there, that roof? That was one of the worst battles of my life, and it was leaking. But I came through it. God put a whole new roof on it. See that window there? It used to be broke. I went through cancer. But I came through it, and now it's a beautiful stained glass window. See the spoils of battle are what allows you to maintain the house of God. You say, see this room right here? That's where we spend a lot of time. It's my favorite room. But this room got built on when I went through the lowest time of my life. But I came out victorious. And God built on. Some of you today are here because you have survived some of the most difficult battles in your life. But you are stronger than you've ever been. <clears throat> Why? Because you have spoils of conflict, of battle. That you didn't come out the same way you went in, but you came out triumphant in the power of the Holy Ghost. When it looked like you were going down for the last time and on your knees and the death blow hit you, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost would say, get up, get up get up, and you begin to come up, and the devil's saying, no, 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 but you rise up under the authority of the Holy Ghost, and today you are victorious in the Lord because of the power of the Holy Ghost. I got news for the enemy, we have won, and we are not the same that he encountered. Joseph said, you thought the evil that you meant against me would destroy me. But he said, God meant it for good. We love to read about these men and women. But when you think of Joseph, 13 years in hell, betrayed by his own family, Dad thinks he's dead, accused of rape when he knows he's pure-hearted, winds up in prison, never again thinking he will see his family. But you know what he's doing? God is giving him spoil. Wisdom's coming in him. Hallelujah, foundation of being able to stick it out is coming in him. Joy begins to come in him. Until many women that are in prison that have no hope, uh, they get around him and go, why are you so different? He said, God's on my side. They said, well, let me tell you my problem. Let me tell you my dream. He said, well, this is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen. And one day, hallelujah, what happened? Joseph walks out, and in 24 hours uh, from the prison that he was in, he's now over it. He's second in all of the greatest nation in the earth next to Pharaoh. One of these days, if I get the chance, I want to take the devil on a tour of my house. Hallelujah. How much say? See? See that time right there when you thought you had me? You just made me greater. That turned into the greatest blessing in my life. You know that time you tried to kill me? I came out of it with some spoil. Hallelujah. Some of you remember that time that that you made me depressed. My wife and I were talking about this, and, and I was thinking she could look at him and say, Remember all those years that you made me depressed and I couldn't get out of bed, but I kept praying and kept seeking God. You know what the Lord did? He gave me a bridge ministry. I've got all kinds of people saved and delivered and set free by the power of God. I got spoiled. Some of you, hallelujah, are here right now by the power of God. You got spoiled. You are not weak. You are not in that. You're not going down. You are not defeated. You are not who you used to be. But you are saved, sanctified, equipped by the power of God. And God is on your side. And you are changing the world. Yeah. Hallelujah. Bad things can give you spoil. Whether it's your son laying in a coffin, but we came out with spoil. Hallelujah whether it's you lose somebody you love, whether it's bankruptcy and you're a tither, I'm going to tell you what, if you're a believer, you will not come out like you went in. See, this is what the devil thinks. He thinks, I'm going to engage you in battle because I'm going to spoil you. I'm going to strip you of what you got So I can take demons on a tour of the hallways of hell. Say, see that preacher right there I got hanging on the wall? He was changing the world, but I got him with a woman. He lost everything. See that singer right there? They were going to be so powerful they didn't know it, but I got him with alcohol. And that's one of my best trophies right there. Me and you are not going to hang on the hallways of hell. I refuse to be a trophy for the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. You need to tell the devil today, not this one, not this person. It doesn't matter where you are today. Whatever you're fighting, it's only temporary anyway. Just a few short years. Behold, i show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. For the trumpet of God shall sound, and me and you that are alive shall be caught up. To be with the Lord in the air. I don't need the devil's approval. Because he don't get to judge me. You don't have to worry about the enemy. He's not the one handing out rewards on judgment day. He will have nothing to say. So we reverse it. The devil engaged us in battle. Because he wanted to strip you. Of your calling, your gift, your faith, your children, your posterity. And what he found out was, I didn't get anything. They got what I got. We spoiled them. The reversal. Look at Haman. When you read the story of Esther, it never has the word God in it, but it's saturated with God. And at the end, it says, and God, in the New King James, it says, and God reversed what Haman intended and gave his house to Esther. That is spoiled. Hallelujah. This is where I see us prophetically going. I feel like the battle is coming to an end. And now we're coming back with wagon loads of spoil. Hallelujah. That the devil thought was safe. This is the strongholds, this is where the devil kept his treasures. So God says in the battle, he should have left you alone because you're invading now. You're invading. That's what I talked about last week. We're at war, but this is not just to keep status quo. This war is about stripping the devil like Jesus did of of everything that he had and reversing it by the power of God. In the name of the Lord, hallelujah, I call homes in for you in Jesus' name. For every one of you that are moving to Nashville, Tennessee to be in this church, I don't care what the economy looks like, how much it costs to buy a house. In the name of the Lord, I call for heaven to open over you in Jesus' name. And God will begin to make men and women give you houses, debt-free, paid for by the power of God, For those of you that have struggled with sickness, in Jesus' name, uh, I loose divine healing uh, to every one of you under the sound of my voice that God may forever change you. The saddest thing you can see is Christians that didn't understand the purpose of conflict and they thought it was about. God must be mad at me, or the devil's after me. And God was saying, listen, I was doing you a favor. It wasn't about battle. It was about spoil. So your house could be maintained. Battles are intended for God to bless you. There is no spoil without battle. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Ha-ya-ba-ba-ba-sandai. Hear me, says the Lord, what I'm beginning to do, and I've already begun to release it. I am going to make you stand in awe. They all the earth will see what I am doing, and they will say, we never saw it on this wise. And there will be many, saith the Lord, that I will cause to stand on the sidelines, and because they would not believe, I will not let them be a partaker. But know this, saith God, I have written your name down in my book, and I have saw your Faithfulness. I've watched you go through horrible situations, but you did not indict me. So, my, I say unto thee, this day that the heavens are being opened over the nations. Hallelujah. And the favor of the Lord is being released upon my people. And just as one day I will bless Israel, and even though natural Israel I have sustained in this hour right now, saith the Lord, I am blessing the church of the Most High. uh, for this time uh, I am raising you up by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, and the days of battle are coming to an end. Uh, You will stand in peace. Uh, There is peace coming. There is peace coming. uh, There is peace coming, saith the Lord, uh, and this season of peace will produce the greatest harvest that mankind uh, has ever seen. Uh, I will cause even demons uh, to be held back by angels uh, as I did the lion uh, in Daniel's house So know this, saith the Lord, there are angels being released in the spirit realm that are holding back the intent of the enemy. This is a season of blessing. This is a season of promotion. This is a season of divine, glorious manifestation of my word being fulfilled. So shout, saith the Lord, for your days are just beginning to dawn under the favor of the Lord God Almighty. Stand with me. Hallelujah. You think about it for a moment. Some of your greatest seasons of conflict came out. You came out with another level of blessing, another level of maturity, another level of growth, a better understanding of how God works. My wife reminded me of this, but I used to say this. When God asks you to give him something that is significant to you, and you do, God will then give back to you something that is significant to him. And what is significant to God is always much greater than what is significant to you. The glory that is descending upon the body of Christ, we've never seen. Pastor Rich, who you watched at the funeral of Josh, give an explanation. You he heard the conversation between Josh and Jesus. and How Jesus said, I can't violate your will. He <clears throat> called me the other day and he said, Brother Kent. <clears throat> he said, the Lord gave me a word for you. And he said to tell you that you have been bombarding heaven for the release of what you saw in the 50s and the 60s in the healing crusades. He said, the Lord said to tell you that there is going to be a release of the glory of God, but it's going to be a little bit different than what you thought. He said, in those seasons, people came to those meetings because they believed they had faith in God. He said, right now, people are coming because they have faith in a man. So the Lord said to tell you that he's getting ready to release a realm of healing that you've asked for. But he said, it's going to be a combination He said, it won't just necessarily be in the laying on of hands, but he said, I'm going to open your eyes so you can see me in the spirit realm in places in the church. And he said, you will see in the spirit where I'm at in different spots. He said, where I will move and you will tell the congregation he's right there right now and he's beginning to heal by the power of God. Part of that is so we don't make stars out of people anymore. That as people begin to get healed, we can't say, well, so-and-so laid hands on me, and I got healed. So everybody thinks, well, you have to go to that person. Nobody laid hands on them. Just the glory of God settles down. People begin to be set free by the Spirit of the Lord. So I told the Lord, I said, that's fine with me. I don't have to get the credit. I just want to see the results. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so God has done such a depth of work in so many of you that you've now become settled in the Lord. You can say as Paul, nothing can separate me from the love of God. I remember Sandra having open heart surgery and um, she had amazing faith. She, I mean, when you go in and they're gonna take your heart out of your chest, laying on a table, and she just had great faith. remember sitting with Harry up there, and she came through with flying colors, and she stands here today because she's got spoiled. Yes, she she Hallelujah. <laughs> Eddie, you got spoiled. Rick, you got spoiled. Good and Christina. You got spoiled spoil is what the devil used to have now we got it <laughs> boy do you feel the spirit of the lord i think maybe i'll pray for the sick real quick i think there's several here that that need to be prayed for cuz there's a beautiful atmosphere and then we'll we'll come together <clears throat> We're doing this because the Lord said about his coming, he said, you don't know what hour I'm coming in. But we're doing this healing because we don't know what Sunday God's going to blow our circuits. (laughs) Hallelujah. I believe that we are seeing the greatest display of the power of God that we will ever see. Oh, thank the Lord. Aren't you so glad that you survived? Hallelujah, that you've survived the battle.
2: Hallelujah.
5: We just have to learn to just kind of just wait on the Lord. God's ways are not our ways. Bring them. Hallelujah. When I lay hands on them, I want you by faith to lay hands on them. And we're going to believe that God is going to do the supernatural.
0: <clears throat> Pastor, this is Harvey from Tennessee. He has Bell's palsy kidney stones.
5: All right. Amen. Harvey, today's your day. day. <laughs> In the name of the Lord. Now, God, just by the gentle touch, I command all Bell Popsy to come out of your body. And I command these kidney stones to dissolve in the name of Jesus. Lord, I spoil the enemy today. And God, I take the health that the enemy stole from Harvey and I loose it back into his body in Jesus' name. No more palsy. God, I curse this thing. This is not of you. Now you found spirit in the name of Jesus. Leave Harvey's body. That Lord today, not tomorrow, but God today, he's going to say, oh, my, I don't have this anymore. God has done the work. Hallelujah, Lord. God, we call it done in Jesus' name according to the word of the Lord. Praise God. This is Christy.
0: She's from Alabama. She has lupus, and her physician has referred her to a hermologist and an oncologist, a due due to bad lab results. All
5: right, so getting bad reports. Amen, well, let's get a good report. Now, in the name of Jesus, oh, Lord, God, you already took care of this at Calvary. (laughs) Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. I command you, spirit of lupus, to come out of her body. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Confirm the word, Lord. Uh, Hallelujah. Now, daughter, from the top of your head to the sole of your feet, uh, I lose the authority of the name of Jesus. And I command this demon spirit of lupus to bow down to Jesus, hallelujah. And oh, God, from this moment on, Lord, that will only be good reports. God, that you will so confuse the doctors, hallelujah, The, the lab technicians, they'll say something's wrong. They'll run it again, and then they'll say, we don't understand it, it's not there. God, that she will be healthy and whole, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Pastor, this is Kimberly from Alabama, Tell type name two. Again.
5: Kimberly. Kimberly. She's
0: from Alabama. Right here. Type two diabetes. All
5: right. Amen. Diabetes. Praise God in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, <clears throat> this thing is just this spirit is loose in our nation. And God, we not only do I bind this spirit of diabetes off of her, in the name of the Lord, I bind it off of the church. Today, God, we spoil. Hallelujah. We spoil the enemy for the body of Christ. And never again, Lord, will she have to deal with this. God, it won't have to be controlled by diet or shot. But, Lord, to her pancreas, we loose the power of the Holy Ghost. That, Lord, from this day on, she is healed according to the word of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Pastor, this is... Keith from Montana, Keith from Montana, he has been in in addiction
5: and back pain, asking
0: God for deliverance. Amen.
5: Keith? Love the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Lord, God, this, Lord, this addiction makes makes him feel like I can't be pain-free. Lord, we command this pain to leave your body. And Lord, we break this addiction in the name of Jesus. That God from this day on, this is a man of God. That, oh, Father, I see you sitting on the throne. Now, Lord, issue an edit, hallelujah, over his life. That, God, there will never be another desire. There will never be any more back pain. That, Lord, off through his spine, his nerves, hallelujah, the disc. God, the tendons, in Jesus' name, the power of the Lord, the power of the Lord begin to flow through your body, and you are healed according to the Word of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Pastor, this is Ruth from Florida. Liver issues.
5: Amen. I believe Brother Harry already spoke about you. Amen. Liver. Hallelujah. Ruth amen you ready for god to heal your liver in the name of jesus now lord you already proclaimed it now god we're receiving it into ruth's body that from this day on lord she is healed of all liver problems. Hallelujah, Lord. That God, through communion, you've already started the process. And the Lord, before she ever leaves this building, she is healed, healed, healed by the power of God. Whole liver in Jesus' name. We call it done according to the word of the Lord.
0: Pastor, this is Cade. You've prayed for him several times before from Georgia Amen. he's a quadriplegic spinal cord injury
5: you're the ones that I keep telling God I want to see come out of the chair hallelujah 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 listen over the years these kind of miracles you lay hands on them and immediately God heals them and they come up out of the chair this is what God wants to do in this church Tell me your first name again. Kate. All right, Kate. Well, I can't hear you, but I know somebody that can. So I'm just, I'm just the channel. So I'm going to lay hands on you, and I'm going to tell the Lord to do it. In Jesus' name. Hayabobosandai. Now, Lord, this young man. God, I... Sunday. I speak to the spinal cord. Shut up, oh, someday. God, I speak to his spinal cord that it comes back together, that, Lord, his legs come alive, that, Lord, his nerve endings come alive, that, Lord, he runs, hallelujah, across his platform, that, oh, the power of God, now Holy Trinity, oh, do it. Hallelujah, do it in the name of Jesus. God, touch Kate. Oh Lord, not tomorrow, right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. God, let him feel it. God, let him feel it. God, bring him back to movement. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, nothing too hard for thee. In the name of Jesus. God, what the enemy intended for evil. Now, Lord, we spoil the enemy. God, we take back His health. We take back His ability to walk. God, we take back His ability to fend for Himself, to get married, to have a job. In the name of the Lord, God, raise him up as a living testimony to the word of the Lord. That your word, He Sunday. God, your word will not return it to you void. The Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, He Sunday. The power. of God. Devil, you cannot say, I heal you, I heal you, I heal you. In the name of Jesus, life, 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 come back upon me in thy spinal cord, in thy legs. I rebuke this paralysis. and Oh God, this chair is not his future, but oh Lord, the healing power of Jesus Christ. Lord, it's a future healing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Something happened when I call your name. Hallelujah! Hold on, just a minute. Got this is more.
0: Pastor. This is Sam from Ohio. Diabetes, neuropathy, and addiction.
5: All right. In the name of the Lord, I command this addiction to come out of your body. I rebuke this addiction in the name of Jesus. And, oh, God, from this day on, hallelujah, the power of the Holy Ghost. He Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand on God's already done that for you. In the name of the Lord. Now, God, we loose him. In the name of the Lord, God, from this moment on, he is healed, delivered, set free by the power of God. And we call it done in Jesus' name.
0: Pastor, this is Sharon from Tennessee here, breast cancer.
5: All right. Hello, Sharon. Hallelujah. Now, in the name of the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Breast cancer, I have authority over you in the name of Jesus. And that today I kick you out of her body. And Lord, from this moment on, every cell in her body is cancer free. And, Lord, what the enemy has taken, Lord, you will restore, recreate. Oh, God, Lord, as you made Sarah laugh again, cause your daughter, God, to begin to laugh and shout and say, Oh, my, look what the Lord has done. God, we spoil the enemy. We take back her health in Jesus' name by the power of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
0: Pastor, this is Vance. He's from Miami, Florida. Kidney failure. He came for a miracle.
5: All right. While I'm praying for him, why don't we get out from where we at and let's fill it up because we're going to sing and shout a little bit, <clears throat> and then I'll let you go home. Okay? Hallelujah! Come on, Anthony. This is
0: Vance' kidney failure.
5: All right. Amen. In Jesus' name. Now, Lord, <clears throat> God, you made these kidneys, and all Holy Ghost serves through His kidneys right now. That Lord, they will function a 100% Lord no dialysis no kidney failure no kidney transplant no kidney waiting on a list for a transplant but from this moment on by the power of the Holy Ghost God we declare that your son is healed in Jesus name Hallelujah Hallelujah while we Something sing think about what you've got from your the
2: battle when I call your name something happens 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 when I call your name
5: you to start thinking in terms of I need to get my wagons out because I'm bringing home a whole bunch of stuff. And so um, this October conference, I believe is really going to be a, a wonderful time and I was talking with uh, Brother Robin and he said, Brother Kenny, he said, I feel like, I think it was Robin, it might have been Hank, he said, but we feel like that God was going to release some new revelation, n- not in the sense of doctrine, but was really going to begin to speak in that evening on what God wants to do. And so I know we're going to have a great time. I've been trying a really long time to get Jonathan Kahn, And uh, I've read every book he's got. Um, A profound writer and a great man of God was with him at the return. Uh, So I know that we're going to have a tremendous conference. September we're real busy if you want to go to Fayetteville I'm going to preach there if you want to go to Elizabeth City I'm going to preach there if you want to go for the Hank Kuniman I'm going to preach for him at his conference we're going to preach there. that's in Omaha, Nebraska if you want to go to Robin Bullock's dedication in September I'm going to preach there September 29th um, So, and then I'm not doing anything else except here. Um, But anyway, uh, we're going to have a great time. This year is going to, it's amping up. And I want you to think in those terms that we're not going to battle, we're returning. That's where we are spiritually. We are coming out of conflict with spoil. So, I want you to get up in the mornings and think in terms. Wonder what God's going to give me today. I wonder what God's going to do today. Because there's no limit. For God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. And it's a principle in, in working out. You only get stronger through resistance. Same thing in the Spirit conflict, if you understand it, will make you powerful in God so as we leave today I want you to leave encouraged and I also I want you to thank God for the conflict I have begun to thank the Lord for the battles that he's taken me through to make me the man that I am same thing for you You are who you are today because of what you have gone through. You are very important to the Lord. You're very valuable. This is a tremendous church. My God, 333 people. I told my wife, I said, I will bet there's not another church in the United States that had that many people come to prayer meeting. I don't care how big they are. They ain't coming to prayer meeting. We are. You are special to the Lord and uh thank you for doing that let's keep our let's keep our young people in prayer as they're going back to school and college uh, elijah cohen is going to be a really great time and uh, i believe that god's going to speak to our leaders can't think of anything else that's about it so all hearts clear amen you want to have church again <laughs> we ain't doing that <laughs> it took me several days to come up with this one you don't know how hard it is to come up with something every Sunday and every Wednesday and the Lord just keeps doing it I and mean, I'm grateful for that but um, I have to stay in another dimension all the time it seems like just to be able to hear what the Lord wants to say but anyway um, I know so many of you are scholars in the word and I know I just can't get up here and and give you something because I have people take notes and they'll email and go, that scripture you quoted, that was wrong. <laughs> it's like that. So I'm I'm trying to stay ahead of you. So anyway, I'll see you next Sunday. Some of you I'll see at Elijah Co. I love you. God bless you and be safe. Thanks
1: for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to KentChristmas.org regenerationnashville.org and for the latest updates or videos follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.